Escaping to nature is my go-to when needing to rediscover my true self and eliminate the noise of conformity. During a solo snowboard trip in New Mexico, I met psychic visionary Kim Pence, whose near tragic car accident thrust her back into her knowing of divide guidance and altered her life forever. My name is Kim Pence and I live in Arroyo Seco, New Mexico and I um, work with people to help them find their true selves. What does that mean to find your true self? That's a great question and this is always such a conundrum for me to answer because there's so many facets to what I do. Um, it's hard to give myself a label like, oh, I'm a coach, or I'm a this, or I'm a mentor, or I'm a, I'm a mystic, or I'm a psychic visionary, or all of these, you know, I'm an authenticity catalyst, all of these labels. Um, but really what I do is I'm, I am a seer, and so I see into the energy field, and I see into the soul of a person, and I also see into their core wounds, into the things that hold them back, into the patterns, into the personas that people are wearing um, to keep themselves safe, mm -hmm. right? Or the, the programming that we've grown up with mm -hmm. that we just take for granted and we assume that's the way the world is and that's what is possible for us. And um, I help people go from, from there to fully empowered, fully in their true authenticity and their soul's signature and help them walk that journey from what I, what I would say from the shadow self to mm -hmm. the light mm -hmm. and to the, the person that they're meant to be and living their most blissfully empowered life. No matter how you label it, an amazing gift that you have to help people embody that. Hmm. Yeah, it, it is. I, I say this. This is, this is what I say about what I do. I get to be part of miracles every single day, <laughs> and that's what I do. Hmm. This is what you're doing currently. Yes. Um, can you kind of go to, like, the genesis of, of your story and, like, where um, your skills really started to realize that maybe I had these things? What's your background, that type of thing, like story of origin? Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, it does. And it's, it's, I, I have um, moments along the path. Mm, tell me about that. Um, that have been awakening moments for me. Um, when I was about 17 years old, I started uh, studying interior design and coming from an art background, art and, and studio art and pr studio practice was my whole upbringing and um, so I, I chose to study interior design and when I started working with people doing design I realized that their lives were changing because of the things that I was doing for them and I was fascinated fascinated I wrote my um, thesis in college on the psychology between client designer relationship and the and the phenomenon of the potential for growth and and change for the client mm. because of what I was doing and all of my professors thought I was nutty and <laughs> right who is this person mm -hmm. <laughs> that's rolling you know psychology and human potential into design and so I knew that was happening so I decided to um, find out what was happening with the energy because I've always been a seer and I see the energy of things and um, and I see into what I call the fabric of, 
the fabric of creation. Um, so I'm, I'm seeing on, on, yes, the physical level, but I'm also seeing on the energetic level. And so I decided to find out what was happening and I found feng shui. Mm. And I studied feng shui and became a, a feng, I became a feng shui master, but I didn't tell anyone. I didn't share it with anyone because it wasn't accepted, right? Mindfulness, meditation, none of this stuff was, was in the public sphere mm. in the 80s. None of it. So I just used it as a way to help myself understand what I was doing for clients beyond the, the design, beyond the architecture, beyond the, right, the, the color analysis, all of those things that I was doing. And as I started doing that, more of my gifts started opening up. Mm. And then I, I, I started studying shamanic practices. So mm. I've been studying shamanism for about 35 years. Mm. And... Um, and that, of course, opened the potentials more. And then um, fast forward significantly, I had a few awakenings along the way. I, um, I read a book called um, Awakening the Buddha Within when I was about 22. And, I, and the book talked to me about multidimensionality mm. and how things, how, how things really are and what the, the potential of creation really is in us. Mm. And um, so that was an awakening. And I started looking back at my childhood and realizing that I was already doing healing work. I was already um, a mystic. I was already talking about human potential and creation and didn't know the, the terminology, but I was working with the neuroscience of the physiology of the, of the person that I was talking to. Um, and I believed that healing from anything was possible. Mm. I knew that it was. Mm -hmm. I knew that beyond all knowing. And um, so fast forward to 2010, and along that journey, I tried to fit in. Oh. I would, I would write, I would censor myself. Mm. I tried to be like everyone else. I tried to not be the girl who, who <laughs> was all, all that I am and to, to really conform and fit in and, and be like everyone else. And so I shut down all of my gifts. Oh. And when we do that, when we are not in our fullest potential, when we're not living in alignment with who we truly are, things like depression, right and all of those things start start creeping in and affecting us and so i was pretty suicidally depressed because mm. i was so disempowered mm. i was so disempowered and i believed that i was so flawed that i had to conform and fit into society and not be my true self and the more i did that the more depressed i became mm. And so in 2010, um, I was driving from uh, Texas to uh, back to Illinois, where I was living at the time, and I had a near-death experience. Oh. And that was a, a massive awakening. Um, and so I did, I did go back to Source, and I had a conversation with Source, Divine, God, I call it all the same thing, mm -hmm. Spirit. Um, the you know I, I I believe it is the 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 one divine mind, 
I mean, if mm. we get to the to the very core of More everything, chills. Yeah. <laughs> and that zero point field, right? Mm. The field of all potential. Mm. And I I did go back to source and had a conversation, and I was given the opportunity to choose. I could stay non physical and wasn't required that I come back. Um, but then I uh, was also given the choice to come back, but the requirement was that I would have to wake up and remember everything, mm. remember who I truly am and what my mission or my purpose is here on earth. Mm. And that my, my purpose is to assist in the awakening of humanity and creating reverence for all life. Mm. And um, to work in uh, what I call the timelines of miscreation. Mm -hmm. Those are timelines that we create in our lives that are based in fear. Mm. That we've made choices about our, whether or not we feel safe. Mm -hmm. And we miscreate along those timelines in order to conform and fit in and stay safe. And boy, did I know a lot about that. Mm -hmm. um, and to shift that from the timelines of miscreation to help people see those, the way that they're creating, that's not in alignment with love, mm. with, with divinity, with their own divinity, because we are all a part of divinity. Mm -hmm. And to, um, to come back, and I did, obviously. Mm -hmm. And I won't go into the whole story, and that's a beautiful incredibly mystical story of how how that happened and how incredibly protected and guided I was. Can I you share a bit more about what happened to, to lead you to being in, in that space to begin with and then mm -hmm. what it was like to come back after making your choice? Yeah, so I, um, I had, I had um, ended my design business a number of years before and I was I was I was searching mm. right who am I who am I who am I no this doesn't feel authentic to me this doesn't I don't feel at home here in me mm. doing this work and so I, I closed my design practice and I started um, a studio art practice and sort of going back to my original roots of mm. making you know of, of being a maker and I had um, been working in the studio for about 10 years and was cultivating a business and, and that sort of thing. And I, I was just so fundamentally depressed mm. that I was, so, I was so cut off and disconnected from my true self that um, I w had been in a 16-year relationship. I knew that I needed to leave the relationship, but I was hanging on for dear life because it was it was what I knew, mm -hmm. right? And I felt safe there mm -hmm. because I was I was safe in that relationship, but I wasn't growing, and I wasn't I wasn't stepping into what what I knew was a scary path, mm -hmm. right? I have to let go of everything I know myself to be in order to become who I am. Mm -hmm. And so, I um, I decided that I would close my, my um, art practice down and I left and I took off to write, to have some space to breathe and, and be in my own energy and not be in um, a community of any kind. So I, I went to Marfa, Texas, mm -hmm. an, art, an art community. Right. You're probably familiar with right. it. Mm -hmm. 
and um, I was I was familiar with Marfa, and so I felt comfortable there. And it's a very tiny community, mm -hmm. so there wasn't really any interaction for me. There wasn't any distraction for me. And the more I was with myself, the more I realized how traumatized I was. Mm -hmm. I I the more I realized that I was in post-traumatic stress mm -hmm. from all of the ways that I had been um, trained to not be me. And all of the all of the traumas along the way, the small T traumas and the big T traumas that I'd never I'd never really acknowledged or dealt with, mm -hmm. you know, abuse, those sorts of things that that happened to us. Mm -hmm. And um, so I was leaving Marfa. I decided that I would I I couldn't I couldn't find myself right there. I was too, I was too afraid. And so I was heading back to, back to the relationship, back to the life. Mm. I, I've got to go where I know, I know something that's solid. I know something that's true, that, that at least I'm comfortable. And this is how we go back to our favorite familiar suffering, mm -hmm. right? Because it's, com because we know it energetically. We know that, but when we step into the void and the unknown, we don't know what to do with ourselves if we haven't been taught who we are as an energetic being. Mm. And I had not been taught who I was, or I'd not discovered who I was as an empath, as an intuitive, as a sensitive, as a psychic visionary, as a mystic, mm. as all of these things that I just inherently am. And so I was going back to my comfort to get to get to my comfort and I was driving on the the turnpike between Texas and Oklahoma and I had just taken off from the toll booth and set my spit on set my cruise control at 75 miles an hour and it was um, the day before New Year's Eve and there were and I was driving on the turnpike and it was dusk and I realized there were no cars. Mm. I'm on a massive turnpike between Canada and Mexico, mm. and there, there's no one on the road. And I'm starting to get into the Ozark Hills, mm -hmm. um, where the, the highway starts to roll. And I looked in my rearview mirror to see if anyone was behind me. There were no cars coming towards me, no semis. And so unusual, I was mm -hmm. like, I'm out here all alone. It's New Year's Eve, where are people, why aren't people going where where is everyone? <laughs> and so I um, I looked in the rearview mirror to see if anyone was behind me, and out of the corner of my eye I saw a deer jump over the center median and land in front of the car and impact. Oh! And so I I connected with that deer. Mm -hmm. I saw the deer. The impact happened. The car started to spin, and when the tires hit the the junction between the pavement and the grass mm. the car started to flip mm. and so the, it flipped six times mm -hmm. and um, it came to a stop but when when the impact happened with the deer I did I left my body mm. and I went back to source mm. and I stayed in my body so this is like by location mm. my my soul went back to source mm -hmm. I physically, Kim, stayed in the physical body, and I said to myself, I'm going to stay present, mm. I'm going to stay awake, and I'm going to remember everything that happens. Wow. And so I did. So I was having these two experiences at the same time. The car came to a stop, and my face was on the grass, so it was up on its side. 
and I, I thought, well, that's, I guess this is how I'm going to die, because the, all of the glass had blown out of the car mm. from the impact of the rolling, and um, I had taken my coat off at the at the stop at the turn at the toll booth. Um, because I was going to be driving for five hours, and it was the dead of winter. Mm. So I was just in a little shirt, and I thought, wow, this is how I'm going to die. Wow. Now that, right, and I'm having these two experiences at the same time, and the lights dimmed, and the horn, um, horn stopped honking, and I didn't know where I was. I didn't know if I had crossed the highway, mm. because I'd flipped so many times, I was disoriented. And I knew that um, there had no one had seen me. That's what I thought. And so I started searching around for my phone. Couldn't find my phone. And I th I just thought, well, if this is what's meant to be, then it is. And I just surrendered. And a few minutes later, I heard a voice say, "Is there anyone alive in there?" Mm. And it was a man. And he said, "I want you to." Um, I want you to undo your seatbelt and duck. I was in a convertible. Ah. Oh. And he cut the top of the convertible open. He said, I think the, the car is going to blow up. I can smell the gasoline. Mm. And I need to get you out of there. And so he cut the, the um, top of the car open and pulled me out. And um, he asked me if I was alone, and I said yes. And then another man came up the up the hill, and they picked me up and carried me down about a 15-foot hill. So I had flipped the car up on top of this hill. Mm -hmm. And uh, they carried me down the hill and laid me down on the grass, and um, he took his jacket off and covered me up, and they the two men went off to find a mile marker so they could call for help. And his wife was there, and I, and when they laid me down, she said, everything is going to be okay. Mm. I am an emergency room nurse from the local hospital. Mm. And I, and the first thing that I asked her was, is the deer going to be all right? Oh, <laughs> of course, of course that's what you asked. Oh. And so that was the, that was the, um, the experience and and then you know it fast forward to the hospital and and um and they did all of the requisite tests to find out if there was any internal bleeding or any broken anything and there was nothing mm. so at what point were you having this conversation with source so while all of the car was moving and while I was being taken out of the car and taken to the hospital and in all of the things that went on at the hospital, I was back at source having this conversation. Mm -hmm. Well, there was also the part of me. So we are multifaceted, mm -hmm. right? We're multidimensional. And so the part of me that, was, that had the experience and the trauma of the wreck was still lying on the grass beside the car, mm -hmm. even though my physical body was in the hospital. Mm -hmm. So I was pretty fractured, mm -hmm. and um, and I, I recognized as I was with Source that I was seeing all of these parts of me that had been fractured, so I knew where to go and get them to bring myself back together again mm -hmm. when, I was, when I was finally lucid enough and back on earth enough to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. So 
so that's that's when I was having that conversation and as I was having the conversation and deciding to come back um, that I re-entered my body while I was being released from the hospital because there was nothing wrong with my physical body. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I walked, walked out of the hospital. Walked out of the hospital. Yeah. And walked into my new life. And, and a few days later, I, um, I, was, I was out of the trauma energy enough to... I was standing at the back door of my, my house in, in Illinois and it all came like all of my remembering came back in mm. and i had and everything was fully open again all of my psychic abilities i could hear see feel know in the invisible world i could hear people talking in their minds all of those gifts were back open and i could see again mm. i could see into the anomalies you know whether you've got a health issue or you've got unhealed trauma or you've got a, a childhood wound that's missing or a piece of your shadow and all of those things were were back and i was fully awake mm. and I started remembering my whole entire life and all of my past lives mm -hmm. so that's that's sort of that story and from that um, experience I sat down with my partner at the time and I said I have to go Wow I have to leave this is not my life I have to go and so I put um, my clothes in the car and I left and I walked away mm -hmm. from the home, the family, the money, the all of it, mm -hmm. and just started my journey. And that was in 2010. Wow. In that, it seemed that what you were saying earlier, and correct me if I'm wrong, but what you were saying earlier is that um, you, you're kind of like holding on to that familiarity. And after you have, I don't know what a better word for it, download, acceptance of who yeah, you really are, mm -hmm. and seeing, being wide, fully awake, mm -hmm. was it just like easy to be like, this is who I am, I have to go? Were there emotions attached to it that you had to kind of push through, or was it, what did it feel like? It was, it was emotional. Mm -hmm. You know, I was walking away from everything that I knew and everything that I had created into a complete void mm. and and so it was also emotional to to let go of the relationship the home the right all of my my life mm -hmm. you know but I the call was so clear mm -hmm. that there was no way not to say I have to go there was no way to override that knowing. Mm -hmm. And I, I do remember saying, um, I remember, because I had also shut down my connection to source, mm -hmm. right? I, you know, I had conformed to the point where um, I was not, I was, I, I had disconnected, even though we can't really ever mm. disconnect, I had disconnected from that knowing, from that, that support network of, of my team of, of light beings, the mm -hmm. council that I work with, and all of the creator beings that I work with, and, and source itself. And so w when I said, I'm, I'm, I say yes, I'm here, mm -hmm. and I'm willing, um, I said, please just let me be a clear and open channel for divine grace and healing energy to flow through me. Mm. And 
And so that's what I've been doing for the past 12 years is becoming that clear channel mm -hmm. and facing myself and facing my own shadow and facing my trauma and facing and learning how to heal these things and learning how to become who I am that is in, incredibly empowered mm. person to create anything, you know, and anything that, that I want to create, I can, I know that I am capable mm -hmm. and to to be in such reverence for the path that I've walked and where I've been and where I've, what I've come through. And I've walked through the fires of hell and back mm. to get to where I am. You know, that was not an, e mm. <laughs> that was not an easy task. Yeah. Um, and, but I know that everything that I've experienced is, has given me a tool to be able to teach others. Oh how to heal themselves mm -hmm. because not everybody is going to be me and walk through what I've walked through and we're all we're all unique individual facets right of the divine so I know that my my work is to is to be that way shower my work is not to heal anyone mm. my work is to teach others how to heal themselves uh, and that's what I do magnificent yeah, yeah. Hmm. You said that you, you've always been a seer. Mm -hmm. Do you remember your first time, like what that was, what that was like? Um, you know, as a little girl, seeing was so natural to me. I didn't, I, I just thought that everyone was like me. Mm. And so I didn't realize that other people didn't see the way I saw. Mm. So for me to say, well, I will tell you, the first time that I remember seeing was when I was being born. Oh, wow. And I, I remember coming out of the womb and seeing the field, the mm -hmm. energy field that I was just part of. I knew that I was just, this is, I'm just part of everything that's here. Mm. Um, but also seeing in the way of seeing as humans see mm -hmm. was, was different. Mm. for me. So I understood the contrast of seeing with the physical eyes, even though, right, our eyes are closed when we're born, I could see mm. um, in that way, I could see the physicality of the people and the, the, the environment that I was in, but I was also seeing multidimensionally and that was the contrast that made me understand, oh, okay, there are two ways of seeing. Mm -hmm. But then as a, as a little girl and being a seer um, and, and having people um, uh, be uncomfortable with mm -hmm. me being able to see what was going on with them, oh, right? Yeah. Um, that's when I started shutting that down. I was like, oh, that's inappropriate. Like, mm -hmm. I can't do that, mm -hmm. right? And so it was learning how to be human that disconnected me from my, my authenticity. Mm -hmm. But that was the journey in order to understand how to truly be human, mm -hmm. right? Wow. Um, for those who have no clue what any of this means or what it's like right. or have forgotten, perhaps, um, how can you can you explain these different like fields and dimensions to a person and et cetera to help help us better understand for those that are unfamiliar? Yeah, it. Um, that's a. That's a great question. Um, the first thing to understand is everyone has all of these abilities. Mm. 
and we have cultivated them and learned them as a skill mm -hmm. to a certain degree depending on how um, many lifetimes that we've had as okay. right as an embodied human and so and and so some some people have cultivated more ability than others and most of us are talked out of them mm. when we're very small right your invisible friend mm -hmm. is real <laughs> right mm. you're just seeing into a different dimension mm. but um the the adults we we shut it down over time so adults are are less familiar mm. with their own ability to see at that level and so they dismiss mm. what you're seeing mm -hmm. oh i know your invisible friend or that sort of right mm -hmm. that sort of dismissiveness of that ability um and so just understanding that we are there there are three aspects to us we are, yes, a physical being, a primal self, the animal that mm -hmm. we are. We're an animal. Mm -hmm. And we are also a soul mm -hmm. that is embodied in, in the physical body. So there's a, a co-creation happening between the physical body and the soul. And then what enlivens all of that? What, what brings life to this? The breath, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. That is your spirit, inspiration. Oh. right mm -hmm. so there are three aspects to us and we can cultivate we can all cultivate being able to understand and see and hear spirit mm -hmm. and to feel spirit and to know mm -hmm. right so the different clairs we can cultivate those things mm -hmm. your skills and everything came back to mm -hmm. you mm-hmm um, and then you, you left the life behind that you had cultivated and, and you knew. Um, where did you travel to and, and how did you know where to go? And then how did you get to where you are now? Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so when I left, I, um, I went to school in Houston, um, design school. And so I had cultivated a pretty um, big community there and I, I knew the city very well. And I felt at home there because I'd spent my young adult life there. Mm -hmm. um, and so I, I went to Houston and I, uh, I lived in a friend's house um, that was, um, she was living in a, in a different city at the time. And um, so I lived in, in her house and um, yeah, I just began walking this path of figuring out who I really am and um, how to navigate the world at, with all of the abilities that I had open. And, and that was a bit of a journey mm -hmm. and just asking for teachers and guides and, and support. And um, I, I um, applied to the Peace Corps. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, I asked, uh, I was just visiting with my friend whose house I was living in, and I said, if, if any of your friends ever need a personal assistant who can do all of these things, and I listed off all of the abilities that I had in the physical world, mm. you know, I can manage an art collection, and I can, um, you know, renovate a house, and I can sell property, mm. and I can do all of these things. Um, I had, had also been trained as a chef along the way, and so uh, was a professional cook for a while. And um, 
I said, let me know. I would love to be of service mm -hmm. in some way to someone. And this is what, how am I going to spend my time, mm -hmm. right? And I'm brand new here. <laughs> <laughs> love it. What am I going to do with myself and how am I going to support myself? Mm -hmm. And so um, I, I had, had been applying to the Peace Corps. And on the day that I got the acceptance letter to the Peace Corps, I got a phone call from a woman saying, I hear that you're looking for a job as a personal assistant. Mm -hmm. I'm dying of ovarian cancer and I need some help to move through the end of my life and, mm -hmm. and to take care of my estate and right, my husband of 50 years mm -hmm. and all of those things. And so I had that choice point. Mm -hmm. Do I do something that I've wanted to do since I was a child? Mm -hmm. um, go into the Peace Corps and be of service that, in that way? I was looking for how can I be of service? Mm -hmm. I have no idea really who I am or what I'm what I'm capable of. I have no idea. I know that I have these healing abilities, but I don't know how to use them. Mm -hmm. I don't know anything about this world. I knew nothing about the spiritual world. Mm -hmm. I had been completely disconnected. And I wasn't really super familiar with being in my body, mm. right? Because I was now fully embodied. My spirit, my soul had fully embodied into the body and I was not living, you know, what I'd call like a half-life. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm half here, I'm half not. Um, and so I began studying yoga mm -hmm. in order to learn how to use my body. Mm. And I took, I, I, decided, okay, do I want to go into the unknown again and go to a foreign country and take myself out of some sort of foundation that is familiar enough to me where I can actually go inside and do the work that I really need to do and, and know that I'm supported and I have a network here? Um, or do I want to, I mean, what what greater gift can you give someone than to help them through the end of their life? Mm -hmm. And so I, I decided to take the job. Okay. And mm -hmm. uh, was a personal assistant. And those skills started to come in because I could see what was going on with her. Mm -hmm. And I could help her husband, mm -hmm. who's right, losing the, his beloved of mm -hmm. 50 years they'd been married. Wow. Um, I could help him navigate losing her and then stepping into his life as, as a single man. And so I spent seven years doing that while I was doing my healing work, mm -hmm. while I was learning who I am. And I, I began to remember my, my feng shui practices and my shamanic studies and all of the, you know, I've always been a deep diver into to being curious mm -hmm. about energy and human potential and neuroscience and um, in the quantum field and quantum mechanics and all of these things mm -hmm. that I'd just been curious about and just been my natural way mm -hmm. um, started to come back in and sort of weave back through me mm -hmm. to help me make sense of my world mm -hmm. and this new person that I was becoming. And as I was, as I was working and um, it, working with her, helping her through the end of her life and then working with him, um, helping him into his new life, um, and I was doing all of these things to help myself, I started investigating spiritual communities and asking questions and saying, okay, I need to understand what I am doing and how I can turn this into a, a, my life. Mm -hmm. How can I live as me? Mm -hmm. How can I literally live my life and be of service and 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 make a living just by being who I am. Mm -hmm. That was the question, that was the catalyst 
for the life that I live now, mm -hmm. which is I literally am who I am. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. Right? Yes. yes. Uh -huh. Fully like, okay, I'm out of the closet, right? Mm -hmm. yes. I'm, the, I'm the forest witch. Mm -hmm. I'm the, the girl who sees. Mm -hmm. I'm all of these things. And, and I love who I am, mm -hmm. right? And, and I, live, I live beyond my wildest dreams. Mm. I literally live a life that I had I could never have dreamed was possible. Mm. To be so an, alive and so in love with life and so to manifest people like you mm. into my life, mm -hmm. right? That's how I live, just in a mystical world mm. where magic and, and miracles happen and, and I listen mm. and I follow the guidance that mm. comes and then the next step unfolds, right? I'm not making anything happen. Mm -hmm. I'm just following the path mm. and walking every step and what's the next step? And what's the next step? And when we do that, when we when we say yes, everything that's it, that's that is holding you back from living that life is going to come up. Mm -hmm. Your shadow is going to come up. Your reasons why not. Your fears. All of the traumas that you buried in your subconscious because you didn't know how to resolve them. Mm -hmm. So it's it's that balancing act. It's mm -hmm. that walking right in the in the in the waves and particles of life and flowing mm. like the ocean the wave comes in and it goes out and it comes in and it takes with it everything that's not meant to be mm. right and it cleans the beach mm. so living that life and i when i realized okay i need some training to understand how i function mm -hmm. i um, i studied barbara brennan's work mm -hmm. hands of light um, who is an energy healer, and I studied Don Eden's work, um, energy healing, energy medicine, and I found one of my teachers, one of my mentors, and I, I studied with her, I still study with her, and I sat down in her healing space. The very first time I met her, I went to have a session with her, a healing session, an energy healing session, to see whether or not she was a good fit. Mm -hmm. for me to work with. Is she my teacher? I sat down in her in her healing space and she said, who are you? What do you do? How many clients do you have? Do you, where's your office? Mm -hmm. And I, I was like, what? Mm -hmm. What? Mm -hmm. No, I'm just coming for healing. I have no idea what you're talking about. She started talking about all of the different things that she teaches. Mm -hmm. And she said, oh, you are ready. Oh. You are ready to have your own business, to mm -hmm. have your own, uh, walk your own path. And she said, I want you to come to the advanced, um, the advanced workshop that I'm teaching next weekend. Mm -hmm. And I was like, no, 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 wait <laughs> a minute, wait a minute. Isn't there a, like a basic <laughs> entry level, you know, oh. to, and I knew about the chakras and mm -hmm. I'd, I'd studied some of those, those things in my shamanic training, but, but I didn't understand it as a business mm -hmm. and as a, as a, as a path. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and so she talked me into going to the advanced workshop mm -hmm. and, and then I just was, I was there and I was remembering, oh, I already know all of this. I'm just waking up and remembering mm -hmm. it. So it's like she is, she handed me the keys mm -hmm. to unlock what I already knew. And so she taught me to do that with others. Mm. So that's what I do, mm -hmm. you know, is yes, I'm a seer and I help people, I help people um, recognize what is going on um, that they can't see 
and hand them the keys huh? and say, you unlock it. Here, I'm going to teach you the tools mm -hmm. to become self-empowered, mm -hmm. to become your own inner authority, to become multidimensional and understand yourself as multidimensional being that you are. Um, and then you're, you go on your way. You become your beautiful master self. You know, I, I love, this is one of the things that I love more than anything in the world is I love working with visionaries and leaders and creatives who don't know that they are. Oh, I bet. And then watching them transform mm -hmm. and grow and become their most aligned, empowered selves mm -hmm. is just like, I have the best job on the face of the earth. Like, I get to do this? This is crazy pants. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> it's such a miracle. I literally am a walking miracle. Mm. Literally, right? Going from suicidally depressed, suicidal ideation, how can I check out? Mm -hmm. Right? And I remember the prayer that I said before I left for Marfa, before I left my relationship and, and left for Marfa, um, I said, okay, whoever is up there, because remember I had been separated. I believed that there was nothing helping mm, me. Mm. Um, I said, okay, universe, I am not living this way anymore. Mm. I, you either take me out mm -hmm. of here or, or teach me how to heal myself because that's it. I'm not living this way anymore. I am living in hell on earth. And if this is all there is, I gotta go. Yeah. I gotta go. Can't live this way. Well, I'm so glad that the call, that, that was answered and here you are helping yeah. us all. Thank you. Yeah. Um, if you could go back in time and uh, uh, give a younger you some words of advice or some, just words, uh -huh. um, what age would you have been and, and what would you say? a great question. Ooh, that's such a juicy question. <laughs> um, I think I would say to my seven-year-old self, because there was a pretty pivotal experience at seven where I, I intentionally said, okay, I have to shut down now and I have to conform to fit in or I'm, I'm not going to be able to function here. Mm. Um, I would say to her, hang on, it's all going to work out and it's going to be better than you could ever imagine. Mm. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would just say, hang on. It's going to be a bumpy ride, but it's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. It's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. You get through it. Very nice. What, what can we do on an individual basis to get more comfortable with hearing or listening to whatever that, that voice is or that feeling that's inside of us to move in the, a direction that's more aligned with us as a whole. Okay. This is a beautiful question and I asked it myself mm. and I, I channel um, and I, I channel writing and that sort of thing. So I'm always asking divine intelligence for answers to these really important questions that we need to understand as humans. And um, I asked that question um, and the answer that, that I know that is the most supportive and beneficial is that you have to be willing mm. to be uncomfortable in order to change. Mm. 
But the advice does not say that you will be uncomfortable. It says that you need to be willing to be uncomfortable. It says that you need to be willing to be uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And if you're willing, that it, 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 it transforms that discomfort into an openness. It, it releases our resistance to change. Mm -hmm. And it helps, us, it helps us balance in the chaos of change and and see the potential that's there on the other side mm -hmm. and the the value of that potential of the other side of the change of letting go of something that yeah it may be it may be entertaining or it may be um your zone of comfort mm -hmm. which is what most of us are trying to hold on to is is to hold on to that zone of comfort because um what is familiar to us we want to pull in mm -hmm. and this is vibrational so i have to go into a little bit of energy talk mm -hmm. to explain this so we are we are magnets our energy field is magnetic that's how we manifest mm -hmm. right if people talk about manifestations and the law of attraction and all of that they're talking about our energetic magnetic field so as human beings what is familiar to us energetically we magnetize to us what is unfamiliar to us energetically we push away mm. so that's why it's challenging for us to try new things because we don't know the outcome mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. and we don't our mind our logical mind doesn't know whether or not it's going to be beneficial or non-beneficial mm. and the mind wants proof of certainty that the outcome is good Mm -hmm. before it will attempt something makes sense right and so when we understand that energetically we're pulling towards us experiences that are familiar well they can be our favorite familiar suffering mm -hmm. we're going to constantly go back go back go back that's why that's why people who are in abusive relationships go back mm -hmm. that we can't explain it mm -hmm. why would you do that mm -hmm. because it's familiar because the unknown is too scary but if you'll be willing to be in the unknown and know that there's this beautiful golden net below you saying come mm. I've got you <laughs> come on it's gonna be okay <laughs> it's gonna be even better than your wildest dreams but you have to let go of what you have in order to achieve what it is you want, mm. right? If that space is is filled, right? And in quantum physics, we have we have a space. If that space is already full, nothing else can come in, mm -hmm. right? But if we empty that space out of what what we don't need, what we don't want, what is familiar and maybe okay, but it's not the it's not the thing, mm -hmm. right? It's not the desire, it's not the dream, then we we empty that space out and we have this beautiful empty space, then our true self can come in and occupy that space. Mm -hmm. And then we're led. So being being brave, it takes it takes some courage, mm -hmm. right? You have to be you have to be courageous, and you have to you have to have that fire mm -hmm. that says, "I can't stay here. Mm -hmm. This is not my life. Mm -hmm. I love you. I have to go." Mm -hmm. And and be willing to walk walk into the unknown, and and to and that's where we cultivate faith, mm -hmm. the faith, right? It, 
people are taught that, that love and fear are opposites. Mm -hmm. Love has no opposite. Mm. The divine has no opposite. What is actually opposite of, of fear is faith. Mm. And it's in our energy field. It's an energy that we can tap into. Mm -hmm. And you know, I could go into a, a whole conversation about what's in, the, in the, each chakra and where things are located in our energy field and all of that teaching that's so beautiful. Um, but the, the one important thing to know energetically about ourselves and if you're going to start walking on that path to your true authenticity and your true empowerment um, is to know that faith is in front of our heart chakra mm -hmm. in our energy field mm -hmm. where you open your hands, mm -hmm. where you're, you're receiving, mm -hmm. right? I am willing to not know, mm -hmm. but I'm willing to be shown. Mm. And fear is in the exact opposite direction in the back of our heart chakras. Oh. That stops us mm -hmm. from moving forward. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm too afraid. Mm -hmm. I don't know what's going to happen. So when we start to understand ourselves energetically, mm -hmm. which is one of the things I teach people, <laughs> is how to understand yourself as the empath, as the intuitive, as the sensitive, as the human being, right? But a soul having a human experience, you are energy. Mm -hmm. And we're not, we're not taught about our energetic selves, mm -mm. how to understand ourselves energetically. And that's one of the things I love, love teaching the most is who are you, mm. right? You are this, you are a multifaceted diamond. Mm -hmm. And there are many, many facets to you. Mm -hmm. And this is, this is an octahedron. It's the building block of creation. Wow. I noticed you were holding it in your hand. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, that is what we're made out of. And when we start to understand ourselves multidimensionally, there's so much more going on to, to, in the universe than I realized. There's so much more going on in my life than I realized. Why did I meet my beloved? Mm -hmm. Right? Well, there's a contract. Right, and you all are co-creating together, mm -hmm. right? And and you're either co-creating in harmony or you're co-creating in dis in in disharmony. But you're reflecting to each other where you have growth, mm -hmm. where you need to where you need to transform, where you need to heal, right? And that's not the work to be done together. Mm -hmm. It's the work to be done on your own. But as the beauty of the reflection of your beloved. Mm. So, so beautiful. Thank you.